0: I type out my thoughts, then I say them aloud, to whom, who knows, who cares, me so, am I going to say them anyway, hell yeah, enjoy. I don't know when I started liking daytime TV talk shows like I'm some middle-aged housewife, but nevertheless, here I am tuning in to the new season of The View that started back up last week. All in all, I think they're staying the course in terms of their coverage, mostly of political matters, which makes sense due to the current climate. Uh, Sunny and Joy remain my favorite hosts, followed by Whoopi and Sarah, with Megan bringing up the rare womp (laughs) womp. Now, a good portion of the fans of The View, or at least according to the YouTube comments, don't like Megan. Now, I wouldn't say I don't like her because I don't know her, but it is annoying and frustrating, yet entertaining to watch her on that show. I will admit, I am sure it is not easy, as Megan has reminded us on numerous occasions, to be the only conservative opinion on the show, debating your viewpoints against more liberal-leaning ladies. And maybe the show should give Megan another partner in crime to create more balance and more equal-sided debates but I actually don't think Megan would want that because as much as she complains about it, I feel like she does like being the only one to hold that mantle. But again, that's not my issue. My issue is that she will so adamantly hold onto that conservative title that her arguments against issues and opinions on matters often rest on misconstrued and out-of-context quotes and poll data, and the worst offender, what whataboutery. Now, I didn't even know that this had a defined term until this show, but whataboutery, also known as whataboutism, that's a funny word, whataboutery, um, sorry, but <laughs> but whataboutery, also known as whataboutisms, according to my lovely Miss Google, is a logical fallacy that attempts to discredit an opponent's position by charging them with hypocrisy without directly refuting or disproving their argument. Now, some of my favorite YouTube compilations are of Megan doing this exact thing. The topic will be on something that the current president and his party is doing that is affecting people present day, and Megan will bring up something from so long ago from the opponent's party to paint the image that her party is not the only one with issues and political wrongdoings. And it's just tiring to watch because it's as if she's not even listening to the questions being presented to the ladies and already has her mind made up and won't likely waver. Now, the other thing about Megan and... (laughs) end of view is that she doesn't seem like she wants to be there half of the time from her non-participation in the topics that aren't politically related to her scowls, huffs, eye rolls, and frowns when the other ladies are speaking or she doesn't get to make her same point for the 10th time. It seems the ladies have a good working relationship overall though Whoopi's treatment as, as sunny sometimes leaves me questioning but still it looks like the ladies leave the politics at the table. Alright, so for instance, Whoopi started a show last week talking about the show Cobra Kai that just hit Netflix and, and how much she's been enjoying it, and all the ladies, whether speaking or not, seems engaged and in a jovial mood for this lighthearted first topic. Meanwhile, I see Megan in the corner of my TV with that scowl waiting to move on to the political sparring she so loves. Lastly... Megan often brings up how women political commentators and women in media in general often get depicted and painted as bitchy, mean, catty, and so on by news outlets and blogs when expressing their opinions or arguing their stance, and I can see truth in that, I can. But, Megan, that is not why you're disliked or depicted that way. Not in the slightest. Anyway, that's how I feel about The View and Miss McCain, and I will continue to watch because as much as she bothers some, and sometimes me, she still makes good TV so i'm currently reading the harry potter books for the first time it's been a long time coming pretty much all of my childhood i was banned with a capital b from reading them at that time the hate for jk rowling and harry potter are real especially in the church and as a direct result my mother i remember my church would have these like pamphlets saying Rowling was a witch and the books were about witchcraft and evil all that, which is true, but still, um, I always try to refute this argument with my mom by saying it was good versus evil magic, and I would get the response, it's all from the devil speech. So every year when the Scholastic Book Fair came around, if I even thought about spending my mother's money to buy these books or anything magic related, there would be hell to pay. Looking back, I don't know what was stopping me from just reading the books at the school library in secret, but I just opted to be an avid fan of the movies instead, having seen all of them at least 15 times now. You remember the ABC Family Harry Potter Marathons? Literally, if I saw that was on, whatever I was doing that day was pretty much cancelled because I was glued to the TV. There was this one time I was watching Prison of Azkaban and of course, of course, my mom walked into the room right at the scene where Harry, Ron, and Hermione were on the Hogwarts Express and the Dementor showed up and frosted the room and was about to suck Harry's soul. The timing could not have been worse. Mind you, at this point, I think I was like 16, 17, so she started in with her usual talk and I just hit her with the, it's just a movie, and I kept watching. Sometimes I do wonder, though, what the outcome would have been if she had decided to read the books and or watch the movies alongside me to see why I was so interested in them. Maybe a possible bonding moment, a shared love for the Wizarding World, who knows. Probably not, though, seeing as how she's still anti-anything non-holy-like and I'm still me, a Harry Potter-loving, magic-obsessed deviant. Um, but bringing it back to the books, I now, with my own money, time, and space... Decided to buy the book set and begin truly diving into the world of Harry Potter for the first time, and it has been everything I've expected and more. I just finished reading The Half-Life Prince, uh, my favorite book so far in the series, and will soon close out with The Deathly Hollows. And even with knowing the major spoilers from the movies, there are still so many subplots, characters, and overall goodness I found in reading the books. And in addition, just to add a bit more to the mix, I found a few Harry Potter podcasts that go through the books chapter by chapter that I listen to alongside my reading to hear their commentary and to have someone, quote unquote, to talk about the books with 20 or so odd years later. Honestly, I don't think it's ever too late to experience this world and the books. So if you haven't, start today. So my air conditioner betrayed me this week. Strong words for an inanimate object, but yes, my air conditioner is a raggedy hoe. To make a long story short, a few nights ago, I discovered that my AC had mold growing within its walls. At first, I thought I could clean it up, so I took it out of the wall, got my bleach and gloves, and went to work. For about five minutes, but I soon realized it was hopeless. Even with cleaning the spots that I could reach, the mold was in places I couldn't, and would probably grow back as a result. So... After further research on the dangers of mold, I decided to get rid of it. Now, I don't know why, but I had a feeling you couldn't just toss your AC out with the usual trash, fun fact, so I googled it and it turns out you have to request the city sanitation department to come and pick it up because it contains CFC, something that is extremely harmful to the ozone layer that is already on its last leg. Rip. So, being the eco-ally I am, I filled out the form and they came and got it. Now, the thing that annoys me the most about this situation is I sleep best in a cold to near freezing room. I'm talking 65 degrees preferably. So for me to be in the midst of a New York summer in an apartment building that was meant to retain heat, I just had to curse the gods on this one. I don't see a point in getting another one right now with fall around the corner, my favorite season, followed by winter. Spring and summer can kick it. (laughs) So as a result, I've had to pull out my loyal floor fan, which honestly has done a good job of keeping me cool, all things considered. Last thing I'll say on this is moving from the suburbs of Maryland to the city of New York, I did not know AC window units were a common household feature of New York apartments until I moved here. And neither did my new quote-unquote roommate of two days, but that's a story for another day. But I literally had having an apartment with Central AC as a criteria when apartment hunting, not realizing that was not happening if I didn't plan on paying $2,000 plus a month for a place. So... Once that culture shock had subsided, I began my refined search for an apartment, keeping in mind I would have to buy an AC unit that would eventually betray me. You know, one of the things I've missed the most about the suburbs is the switch of a panel and the near-automatic cooling of your living quarters to your comfort. But at last, I had to do what had to be done, and this is where I currently stand with my living space. So the new, I say so a lot, (laughs) Uh, but anyways, uh, so the new season of The Boys on Amazon Prime Video just started, and I just love it for its realistic depiction of what it would be like to have superheroes actually exist in the world, but primarily in the US. um, But you know, like pretty much what you imagine, at least when you're a kid, of what superheroes are like is the Disney Marvel-like image of Captain America saving the day and being good-natured and all that jazz, which is not completely wrong. But when you have the realities of the world that we actually live in, and the United States being the capitalistic, political, power-driven society it is, that's where you get the voice, which paints superheroes and how they would exist in our world in a different light. A world in which superheroes are their own brand, with entire corporations backing them, marketing, PR, Hollywood glamour, all that. And with that comes corruption in its many forms, whether that be capitalistic greed, scandal cover-ups, blackmailing, etc., all in the name of making sure those who have power remain powerful. It's a great show, and I would definitely recommend you give it a watch, even if you're not into superheroes, but might have an interest in the the behind-the-scenes of corporations and government and power struggles um and lastly one of the actors is playing his superhero or more so his anti-hero so well that it legit scares and creeps the hell out of me when he's on the screen not even including the fact that he could laser my ass to hell <laughs> um so kudos to Anthony Starr because he's playing homelander terrifyingly well but yeah check out the show let me know what you think it's on prime video which is included in your amazon prime subscription you know with that two-day shipping so yeah <music> Does anyone else listen to podcasts and YouTube videos at one and a half or two times speed, or is it just me? I don't know when I picked up this habit, but literally any media that I can speed up, I do. Sometimes even porn. (laughs) Trying to listen to it at regular speed now just sounds unnaturally slow to me. Most of the time, it doesn't sound like they're speaking faster than normal, but every so often I realize how fast they are talking and have to rewind a bit to make sure I caught everything. I honestly think it first started with me trying to get through longer podcasts and videos quicker, but now it's just become a habit. Um, There's this blog titled What's Your X Rating on Audible by Jane Hugh from 2017 talking about this and in it she says listening to an hour podcast at 1.5 speed converts to 40 minutes. So that's 20 minutes of time saved. And for my longer podcasts that are about 4.5 hours, they get that 2 times speed treatment. And I still feel like I'm processing and understanding everything they're saying, though how much of it am I retaining, that's another question. Um, But there is a need for like added focus and attention and intent listening, which can be a good thing, depending on the topic matter. With TV shows, movies, and music, I can still listen to it at regular speed, usually because that's my only choice, but when given the option to speed something up, I do. I realized this wasn't the norm though when I was watching a video aloud and my roommate was in the room and asked why they were talking so fast, and I had no idea what he was talking about till I realized it was on my usual one and a half speed. I don't know, I just found it interesting and wondered if anyone else had the same habit. So. Here I go with the so again. (laughs) So, thanks to HBO Max, I finally started watching Rick and Morty, and I am really enjoying it. I don't think it's made me laugh out loud per se, most shows don't, please recommend some that might, but there's a uniqueness and creativity to storytelling, characters, and universe that helps me to understand its mass appeal. It's funny, um, my younger sister would watch the show years ago, and I would watch it in passing and see them mistreating Jerry, Morty's dad, and I would feel so bad for him. And my sister would say, I didn't understand how annoying Jerry was and why he was being treated this way. And now I understand what she meant, <laughs> but still feel bad for the guy. But um, I'm definitely going to have to rewatch the series once I finish it the first time through to catch all the missed moments and hints of uh, future storylines. Um, so if you're a fan of adult cartoons with a mix of sci-fi and dark humor, I would give this one a watch. Also, very quickly, I saw the newly released live action Mulan, but not on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> I was leeching Disney+, Plus for some time for my oldest sister, mostly to watch old Disney channel shows, but she got rid of her account to leech her boyfriend's account, and that left my ass <laughs> out on the street without a Disney+, Plus home. Um, but thankfully, one of the Facebook groups I'm in, which is the only thing I use Facebook for really, had a member that did a live stream of the movie through an app called Rave, which is like watch party, where you can watch movies with friends, and there's a chat feature and all that stuff. So pretty much she just streamed the new Milan, and we watched free of charge. Um, And I've seen hate for the movie. I have also seen love for the movie, but honestly, overall, I thought it was okay. It wasn't anything special or new, really, and I still prefer the original to this new release. But again, I think the same could be said for most of these remakes. I will say, though, when I first heard that the music from the original would not be included, that was not promising, but credit to the movie and its creators because I feel the music was incorporated tastefully and authentically. And still provided those emotional beats with the instrumentals of songs like Reflection. When will my reflection show who I am I'm sorry I just had to do that that's my song um but I think for a family with the possibility of repeat viewing $30 is a fair price point if comparing to like a movie theater release um but for a party of one like myself who probably won't watch again that price is a bit of a stretch uh so yeah let me know your thoughts check it out if you want you know where to find it Mm Hi, editing Kofi here. I just watched a season three opener to Rick and Morty and Rick's rant at the end of the episode about Sean sauce and getting rid of Jerry was hilarious and did make me laugh out loud. So I stand corrected in regards to my previous statement. Okay, bye. I would like to leave you at the end of each episode with a quote from my quotes page in my notes app. And it's just a collection of quotes that I have encountered through my years of living that I found interesting and insightful. Now, some of these quotes, I don't know who said them originally or at all, but some I do. And others, I just have who said them where I encountered them. I think ownership is important, so I just wanted to preface with that. Now, this week's quote comes from an amazing actor throughout the ages and also the voice of God, (laughs) Morgan Freeman. And the quote says... It's unfolding exactly as it should. Ooh, that can mean so many things and can be applied so many ways. Mm -hmm. But anyways, thanks for listening. I'd love to hear your thoughts. You can reach me at ThoughtsAloudPodcasts with an S at gmail.com or on my socials listed below. Alrighty, until next time, bye. And don't forget, don't forget to talk to yourself. (laughs) Bye.